Welcome everyone to the Snap Fitness Maitland podcast. Hope you're having a great day and are extremely well. I'm Demi Greentree, the manager of Snap Fitness Maitland. On today's podcast, podcast number one, we're going to talk to Cameron Russell, the owner and director of Snap Fitness Maitland. If you like this episode of the podcast, share it with your friends, take a screenshot or hit us up on Facebook, rate and review it. That'd be awesome. Let's dive right in. Three, two, one. We're live. All right, guys. So episode number one, you're here with Cameron Russell, the owner, and you're here with Luke Merchant and Demi Greentree. We're going to throw back and forth. They're going to uh, have full reins of the controls and questions, and they're going to ask the questions that you probably want to know. Alrighty, so we're uh, starting this podcast off by uh, finding out a little bit about the owner, Kevin Russell. Um, I thought I'd start off with a little bit of a light-hearted one just to get the uh, the ball rolling. Um, so, Cam, as you know, on the weekend we celebrated your 34th birthday, which was a ball of fun, a little bus trip. Um, and I just wanted to know, mate, how old are you going to be before you stop doing chewies on the bus? <laughs> That's a good one, Luke. Um, well, the, the one who made me do the chewy was yourself, so... Uh, probably when you stop giving them to me, I'll stop doing them. So 34, uh, 34 years round. So it's been good. It's been a good birthday and uh, yeah, it was fun. Okay. So Cam, we'll just delve right into the deep stuff. Um, what do, I think what everyone probably wants to know from you is what, what made you want to open a gym and what made you get into the health and fitness game? Yeah, it's a good question. I suppose I've always played sport. Uh, when I was growing up, so I played a lot of sports like cricket, golf, tennis, surfing. Uh, and then that kind of stemmed from, you know, playing all those sports to be intrigued at how the body moves. And then I thought, you know, what can I do after school in year 12? I was like, you know, I can do something in one particular sport, like be a coach, or I could move into the kind of the, the fitness side of things where I could probably help and coach, you know, and train people from all different sports and not just be restricted to one style of coaching so that's kind of what brought me to you know in the the health and fitness and the exercise regime you know I finished uh, university and I worked with the Manly Seagulls doing strength conditioning for them which was a massive passion and a massive eye-opener working with the professional rugby league team um, so that kind of brought me from there so that when I went from there I started working with one of our physios there uh, he then started working with the Australian Socceroos so the soccer team uh, and then he went overseas and, you know, I kind of got to that end. It was like I learned that, you know, in this kind of professional rugby league or elite level sports, there's only really one head coach. And when I looked at all the NRL teams, they were kind of, there's only 16 head coaches and it's just a pecking order. So I kind of packed my bags and I, I went overseas. So that's when I jetted off to London and I spent a couple of years over there. And what did you do over there? Just read Bibles and that kind of stuff or? So, no, it wasn't a Mormon trip. It was uh, quite opposite to that. It was uh, just a kind of working holiday. I went over there. I ended up working in a boutique kind of personal training studios, uh, high-end using power plate vibrational training, uh, which was quite fun. But the main goal and the main aim of the trip was to travel and, you know, work and travel. I ended up staying. I had a two-year visa. I ended up staying uh, for nearly three years over there. So, traveled most of Europe. Uh, I went to the States a couple of times. So, it was every month I was making myself go to a new country, which was kind of cool. I, I got to see a lot. I got to experience a lot. Uh, I traveled for about a couple of months over there as well uh, before that. So that was kind of, you know, for me, it's been 
you know, one of the big highlights of my life and one of the best things I've ever done. I know both of you have, have gone traveling and you know how much fun it is. And, I, you know, I really strongly suggest everyone does it is get out there and if it's going to Thailand or Bali or, you know, going to a different country and experience a different culture, which is what I love. Um, and instead of museums, I'm probably more into trying the different bars and different pubs. Uh, I always think that's a, a good cultural experience and I kind of like that culture versus the museums and artworks and things like that, but that's just a personal preference of mine. So on that note, um, is there any fine overseas beers that you recommend for anyone that's uh, traveling over that way t- anytime soon? Oh, highlight, and I've been there twice, is Oktoberfest. Uh, I don't think you can't beat it. I mean, the Germans, how they do it, the German beers, uh, having a standard beer as one liter is another thing. Uh, a good little health tip too is they don't have any preservatives in their beer, so the hangovers in the next day aren't so good. So, you know, it's a little bit better than the normal ones, but I think it's more about the culture and how the Germans do it. Um, so probably some of the some of the best beer and atmosphere I've had is the Oktoberfest. So obviously uh, finishing up your travels from overseas, you um, headed back home, packed your bags. Um can you talk us through what the process was from coming back overseas and, you know, getting in that mindset that you were looking to potentially open up a gym or start something yourself back here? And what brought you to Maitland? Yeah, double barrel question. So what brought me to Maitland, if you listen to the intro one, I, I did admit that uh, I was born in Singleton. Uh, so I lived in Singleton until I was about seven years old, I believe, uh, and then moved on. So Mum and Dad lived in Hunter Valley for quite a few years. Uh, Dad's from Armadale. Mum's from out west but lived on the central coast um, for, for a while. So back to your question, Luke, is when I moved back from, from London, I moved back to Sydney where I finished uni. Uh, my sister was there and I continued working for, you know, equipment company and, and ran a, a personal training studio in Bondi Junction in Sydney. Uh, and then I, um, I always wanted to do my own thing. It didn't matter what you know kind of what it was uh you know my parents always had their own business when i was overseas my sister started her own business which was a cafe and she was an interior designer Uh, so i always had that drive to one work for myself and work my own hours but kind of to do something for me uh and then you know being a member of a gym uh down there this is when kind of when i came back when the 24-hour models were starting to kick off Uh, i knew some equipment suppliers who were supplying to the 24-hour gyms and I just kind of asked them a few more questions of, you know, how are these businesses going? I was a member of one. Uh, I was originally a member of Anytime Fitness uh, in Sydney, one of the first ones, and that's kind of what intrigued me. So I just kind of asked more questions and knew I always wanted to do my business and that's kind of where it stemmed from and from ending up in Sydney to ending up in Maitland, uh, a bit of a country change. I mean, I was, I was ready to look around anywhere. I mean, Sydney has so many gyms and it's so saturated and it's such high risk with the high rents, uh, I was looking at Coss Harbour, Port Macquarie. I was looking even further west, like Tamworth, uh, places like that. And, and you know, I found, you know, I always knew Maitland was a good community growing up. Mum and Dad knew it was a great community because they lived here for, for, for quite a while in a strong town with the mining. And that's where I ended, you know. I found a site here in Green Hills, the one we're still in. And seven years later, uh, we're still here and, you know, something's worked bit of hard work so as you just mentioned we're seven years in um but you just want to talk us through that you know initial i guess not fear but excitement and nervous energy that you experienced when you first committed to opening the gym and getting the ball rolling on it 
Yeah, I remember uh, when the agent called me. I was up in Noosa on a family holiday with mum for their birth- her birthday, and and the agent called me. Said, "Yeah, no, we've we've got a deal. We're we're good to go." And, and then I was like, "Oh shit, uh, you know, I've got to commit to this and sign the lease." And that was probably the first step. And then, you know, we go through the processes of put it into council and blah 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 blah. And then, you know, the next thing you know, it, you know, I'm having sleepless nights. You know, turning a a old complete garden shop into a gym not knowing if anyone wants to be a member. Um, and that's, you know, I just knew if I could, you know, get in and do the hard work, you know, I think people will come. But it was super scary. You know, it was kind of really nerve-wracking. I've definitely had sleepless nights. I remember the two nights before we opened, I'm like, you know, holy dooly, is anyone going to actually come? You know, we had quite a successful pre-sale. We did over 200 members uh, before we opened. Uh, which was great. I still remember, you know, a few of the the very first members who joined up, and I got a free bag, a towel, uh, and a drink bottle. Uh, you know, and they signed up for ten ninety five a week. Um, and that, you know, for me, the first day, I think we did thirty seven in the first couple of hours because we gave away all those freebies. Uh, for that, that gave me a little bit of confidence. But then, you know, two nights before actually opening, I was like, mm, you know, I hope people turn up, you know, in two days' time, and then. The night before, I was definitely super nervous and just hopefully all went well. And, you know, that was kind of seven years ago, nearly to the day. I guess to put this into perspective for others, like what would you say the benefit of like taking that leap and overcoming that fear or nervousness or challenge? Like how could you put that into perspective in general everyday life? Yeah, Really good question, Dem. I think it's doing something that really, really scares you. Um, but having the financial investment of opening a gym, you know, back then it probably cost between three and four hundred thousand dollars. You know, so I just knew that I just had to work. I had to do everything possible to make this thing work. So it's really, if, if you want to do something uh, or you're not really sure, it's like you know, what are the pros? What are the cons? You know. Do I really want to do it to make this thing, you know, possible that I want to do? And if it's to open a business, if it's to, you know, achieve a marathon, if it's to do something that really, really scares you, you know, what is the worst that can happen? You know, the worst that could happen is, you know, I lose money and, you know, I start again, I grind and and I go back to a job. So, you know, there is risk, you know, and there's high risk, but then it's kind of, you know, if you have the work ethic that you think you can get through it, um, and you know, it depends on the what lifestyle that you want to live. I suppose I was just driven to, to be my own boss, and that's probably the the most the biggest driving force that it was, you know, for me. If you really want to, you know, run a marathon and have that achievement, that self satisfaction of achievement of completing that task, uh, you know, just go for it and you know jump in. I'd rather jump in the deep end than the shallow end. So over the past seven years, obviously, uh, the gym has received quite a lot of re- uh, awards in regard to being a g- uh, great community gym. Um, just want you to have a quick think back and just think about over these seven years, you know, what is probably your most proud moment um, as a gym owner? And, you know, looking back on, obviously, you know, you, you took that leap, you took that risk, um, but there's been a lot of rewards since then. Um, so just maybe have a second, but, you know, what's one thing that comes to mind that you're super proud of? I think we've we've won three three awards or four awards. I don't know, Dem. Um, 
over the time. And I think it was the second time that we won the the best community club award uh, in all the Snap Fitnesses Australia and New Zealand. So I think there's 190 in Australia and about 30 in New Zealand. So it's about 220 clubs uh, winning that. But on the night, they actually showed uh, photos of you know our social media and what we've actually achieved in regards to the Gala Ball charity night where we raised over forty to 50000 just on the night alone. Uh, simple little, you know, trivia nights that we raised one to $2,000 uh, for that. It's just those little social events, you know, our mystery bus tours. I think showing, you know, Snap Fitness Head Office showing everyone those sort of, you know, acknowledgements and acknowledging what we've done is, is very different uh, within a gym community. No one was kind of doing it back then. And I think that's probably was my most proud moment. You know, Dem was there, you know, accepting the award in front of everyone else, all the other gym owners uh, and managers, et cetera, you know, for doing something a little bit different um, because, you know, gyms have treadmills, gyms have weights. It's just, you know, how it makes you feel and, and the, the atmosphere that is created within the, the four walls of that. They're not sure what question to ask next. All right, so we touched base a little bit back to um, maybe more so some lifestyle-related um, questions. Obviously, you're a business owner and you're a busy man and, um, you know, you like to spend time in the gym during the week, but what do you like to do outside of the gym? Yeah, it's good. I mean, if you come into the gym on Thursdays, you probably won't see myself or, or Luke Mercho. We tend to play golf uh, on Thursdays, every Thursday morning or afternoon. Uh, so golf is a good passion of mine. It's an old man's passion, but, you know, if I'm playing with Luke, I do feel young. Uh, surfing is is a massive interest and always has been uh, as part of my life. I think it's kind of that meditation piece for me. If I'm out in the water, if it's surfing or even just going for a swim in the ocean, um, you know, growing up in Singleton, there wasn't many beaches, but then, you know, lucky enough to move to Lennox Head and then being able to surf, uh, that's it. But, you know, if you say a sport, I'll say, you know, let's do it. If it's tennis, I love playing that. You know, I used to play rugby league, uh, but now it's definitely surfing and golf. Um, and then triathlons is uh, something that I am passionate about. And, you know, all of us in here in the gym have, have completed the half Ironman. Um, you know, one year we roped everyone in and, and Ado and I were sitting here in this direct office and he said to me, do you want to do a half Ironman? And I'm like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. And then, you know, Dem rocks in the door and said, Dem, do you want to do a half Ironman? A little bit more convincing. She said, yeah, I want to do it. And then with Luke, he kind of has the FOMO of fear of missing out, you know, and then next thing you know what he's doing it. And then, you know, then we had to check what the actual distances were and what's involved and then we all had to go and buy a bike. So I think that's kind of something that I used to hate doing long distance and you said it before, is jumping in and doing something that's fearful. I hated endurance, any sort of endurance. Uh, but doing that for that self-satisfaction uh, was unbelievable and, you know, I know the feeling and I, I know Luke can back this up as well is when you, you know, have that satisfaction of when you win, you know, grand finals and premierships in sporting teams, but that's personal satisfaction of going over the finish line of a half Ironman or an Ironman or, or some sort of event, you know, there's nothing like it. I'd rather take that that memory or that emotion over winning a, a team event, even though I really love playing as a team and doing it. You know, it's, it's a team event leading up to it and then it's just you versus the race and, when you see your mates out on course, you obviously try and race them as well. So, yeah, triathlon's been a big one and it's probably a hobby that's turned into something that I really, really enjoy. 
Um, speaking of team events, when you bring it back to the business side of things, what uh, what would you say in regards to obviously here we've got a great community with members and staff and, you know, what, what's been the most important or key thing that you have done in creating such a great environment and staff and member team? That one is probably one of the things I'm most proud of is, you know, I, I always think it starts with the staff, right, having the right staff and the people uh, in this. And I'm not saying they're our staff. It's, you know, it's it's all us as a team. It doesn't matter if, you know, I have to go and clean the toilets or, you know, someone has to cover someone's session or, or a shift. Uh, I think, you know, getting everyone in as a team and, and doing it as a team and having fun whilst you're doing it is super important. Um, it's it's when you do it as a team it's so much more enjoyable uh, and we challenge ourselves and you know we give we give stick to each other which why i think it's fun you know you go to the you go to the water bubbler and you you go to the toilet before that and you come back and then someone's hidden your uh your drink bottle or you go to leave and then someone's hidden your keys so you can't leave and i think that's all part of you know the fun of of being as a team and, and creating that team environment and, and having a laugh together so um i think it comes down to the people you know, getting to know each other on a personal basis. That's probably why we do so many social things. We hang out socially outside of just gym events and, and doing that. I think we all get along and we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, 100%. You know, we, we're always having fun here and that's what makes it so enjoyable to turn up to work every day. And I guess obviously that positive energy flows into the gym floor and, you know, happy trainers, happy happy uh, clients. So, no, it's all great. Um, moving outside of the gym, um, obviously, you know, like your your family, you know, it's something that you constantly talk about, something you're grateful for. Um, we've all met majority of your family and we all think they're great people. So just maybe a little insight to, you know, how much your family have impacted who the who you are and the person you are today. So maybe if you can just sort of give us a little insight to that. Yeah, I think uh, family's important. You know, I have one sister, she's older, she's two years older. Uh, and then mum and dad who, who are up in Lennox Head. You know, dad's probably been the biggest influence on me. He's probably been my biggest mentor or has been my biggest mentor in business and still is today. Um, that way, you know, he loves business and I think I've got a lot of the traits from him from that, having a passion for business. Uh, mum used to be a school teacher um, and then she used to nag myself a lot. Uh, she used to nag dad a lot. She used to nag my sister a lot as well but you know i think just the 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 diligence of a school teacher the simple things you know how to you know speak to people uh you know being polite uh and that and you know i thank mum for that too you know she's she was nagging me but i think it comes across and now i feel that i can talk to anyone doesn't matter what their stature or who they are or if they're you know a kid versus an adult Uh, so they've been a massive influence and you know i i you know, I still see them and speak to them, you know, every week and see them a couple of times a year, uh, which is which is awesome. And they're still very much a part of, you know, this business. But, you know, just from a, a, a probably, you know, a, a backing side of things where, you know, if I needed anything, they would be there for me. And Bree and I, my sister, we have a great relationship, which is kind of we used to fight like cats and dogs until uh, she turned 17. And that's when I realized she had a she had a car and she could drive around. So then we became great mates because I realized that she could take me surfing or take me to, you know, friends' places and that. And then a year later she turned 18 and I was only 16 and I realized that she could buy me some alcohol as well if I asked her and if I was nice to her. So 
Uh, and we're still really good mates today, which, you know, I really enjoy because I do know, you know, friends of mine don't have as good relationship with their siblings. Um, but, you know, I'm very appreciative for it. And, you know, my sister got a couple of kids. So it's cool to be able to, you know, niece and nephew to, you know, hang out with them and play with them as well. So, yeah, they have, you know, they've been a massive, you know, influence on my life, you know, both personally and also within the business too. Cool. Cool. Kind of on the family note. So obviously Cam, he's a single man, Cameron Russell, if anyone wants to look him up on Facebook. Um, but, you know, maybe just put it out there to everyone, a little lighthearted question. What's your What's your ideal or perfect first date? Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for this one. And, uh, yeah, you got it in there well, Dem. Uh, so the ideal, the ideal first date or perfect first, first date, I mean, I think these days for me it's just, you know, meeting someone, uh, having, no, you know, a couple of drinks, a couple of beers uh, or even just a coffee. Uh, but I think the banter, I think the, the personality of someone is massive for me and having the banter uh, is huge. Um, oops, sorry, something just went off. Um Having, yeah, the personality, banter, uh, and you've just got to, you know, I think you just have to be attracted to them. You know, looks is important, but um, I think it's, it's who they are as a person, how how they are as a person and how confident they are uh, in themselves. You know, I want someone to, to challenge me, uh, but also to be able to laugh at my poor jokes as well. So the perfect first date would be a couple of drinks and definitely a lot of laughs and maybe some really good food. What about the second date? <laughs> no, that's great. Um, well, I just think, you know, maybe you, uh, one more little question we could sort of ask was, um, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a heavy one and might get you to have a bit of a think. But, you know, like I guess we're coming towards the end of the year. Um, you know, you probably set yourself some goals at the start of this year. Um, how would you sort of like rate yourself this year in a form of, you know, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zones and, you know, pushing yourself hard to achieve those goals that you might have set at the start of the year? Do you think you're uh, on the way to achieving them come the end, end of this year? Yeah, it's a good question. I did already think about this uh, in regards to because what are we, you know, end of towards the end of November now and uh, one of the, uh, the, the goals for this year was to start a podcast. So I'm kind of sneaking in with about five to six weeks to spare uh, depending on when this comes out. Um, so that was one. Um, one thing I do love and, and personally is personal development and probably this year, I mean, end of last year, September last year, I went to Tony Robbins, uh, which is probably one of the best courses I've done uh, in regards to personal development. So probably not doing a specific course personally developed, you know, personal development this year uh, is probably one thing where I, I wish I had done uh, or, or more of. Uh, in regards to some of the other goals, um, I did a, a trip of a lifetime on, on a surf trip uh, halfway through the year with a, with a mate. So travel is another good one I've ticked off. If I squeezed in another trip, it probably, probably would have been ideal travel travel year doing a couple of trips. Um, but I've done, you know, different things like go to Tassie and play golf and, and those sorts of little things. I think this year for me, instead of having big trips overseas or anything like that, has been more about little weekends i've actually been home probably four or five times this year alone uh, which has been nice just to go and hang out with mum and dad uh, and also spend time at home with with friends so i can't say in hindsight you know if i'm disappointed or you know not not achieving some but i'd rather not achieve some goals so i can leave them for 
the year you're after, but also set bigger goals too. So uh, podcast was one. Uh, buying a property uh, was another one. I didn't do that, but that's okay. Um, you know, it didn't didn't really happen, but nothing came up that I wanted to do. Um, and I can't really think of the other goals that I had. Um, but overall, I probably rate myself about a seven or eight out of ten for for achieving the things that I wanted to to achieve. Cool. Well, we might wrap up there, Cam. Um, Snap Fitness Maitland podcast number one down and dusted, and you know there were some hard questions asked and opened the fire. But as I said, Cameron Russell on Facebook. So if you got any more questions, feel free to shoot them through. Um, and otherwise, over and out. Uh.